0: You're listening to the Workforce Wise podcast from Equifax, where we help you better manage your workforce by saving time, reducing risk, and focusing on increasing profits.
1: Welcome to the WorkforceWise podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fry. In this episode, we're going to dive into a discussion around HR technology and how employers can get the most out of the connections between their various HR technology platforms. We're going to talk about application programming interfaces. Some big words for HR folk, but you'll probably hear them referred to as APIs in the marketplace. We're going to talk about what they are and why HR folks should care. We'll also discuss the technology needs for an API versus a traditional integration, what's best, what's better, and how they both work. Maria Hayes joins us today to help us walk through this conversation. Maria is the Vice President of Digital Strategy at Workforce Solutions and has a real passion for both technology design and making sure that HR users get the most out of their daily interactions with technology. Thank you for joining us today, Maria.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Jason.
1: So let's start kind of with the biggest question I think that folk are going to want to know, what are APIs and why should they matter to HR users?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, an API, it stands for Application Programming Interface. And an API is really a way for developers, uh, those technical folks, to uh, create a recipe for other developers to follow. Uh, it is not necessarily something you in HR will use on a regular basis, but it is certainly something that you, as a decision maker, as an individual who may be selecting uh, a vendor, should understand your vendor strategy around APIs, how they leverage them, whether or not they have closed or open APIs, uh, and how that might impact your ability to integrate that specific vendor solution with your larger HR ecosystem.
1: So I've heard you talk about APIs a couple of times in the past and the way that you explained it when you talked about them, like dining at a restaurant, really helped me understand what they are and how they work. Can you talk a little bit to the audience about that analogy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about an API as a waiter uh, at a restaurant and uh, your application, whatever it might be, as the person who is choosing to uh, place an order at that restaurant, and then another system, another computer, another interface as the Uh, kitchen, uh, that can really help you understand the connection between uh, uh, an application or two applications and an API. So think about it this way. Uh, Your application places an order with the API. The API goes back to the kitchen and says, hey, this is what I'm looking for. The kitchen knows exactly what that dish is and so is able to serve that information up uh, and then send it back through the waiter to that individual who is looking for, hopefully, some sort of delicious meal.
0: It,
1: and honestly, I think that's a really interesting and good way to explain how they work and what they do. So now that we know kind of the landscape of what it is we're talking about, where would we have seen APIs at play in our daily lives where we may just not have noticed it, just as a consumer or as user of technology out there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of, actually, APIs are powering the world all around us. Uh, APIs are a part of our everyday life, and they have really helped the Internet of Things explode. So as you think about all of those connected solutions that you have in your home, your car, uh, really on your person, A lot of those are honestly enabled as a result of APIs. Um, A really good example I like to think of is all of those uh, traffic apps that you may use, whether it's Waze uh, or Google Maps or Apple Maps, a lot of them are integrated with other applications. So for example, today on my way in to record this podcast, I hit some traffic. So I loaded up my uh, Google Map. And as I was driving through traffic, it asked me if I'd like to play some of my favorite music. Well the thing about it is is that, you know, Google Maps doesn't have a, a music library at its fingertips. Instead, what they've done is they've integrated with Spotify. So I can listen to Spotify while I'm driving and navigating the traffic. And that is all enabled through APIs. Without APIs, you wouldn't be able to uh, create such a tightly coupled integration. Um, And I think that brings me to sort of my next point, which is APIs enable integration. Um, There are other types of integration that are out there, some of which you may be very familiar with, like flat file data exchanges. Those still exist, and for some reasons, for some uh, uh, activities that you might be doing, they're still probably your your best bet. Um, But when you want real-time data exchange, that is typically only enabled through some kind of API.
1: So can you talk a little bit too about, I know, and I love the example of the Google Maps of being able to pull in the music library and touch all the things and do all the things and deliver up all the things. But now let's talk a little bit about our daily work tasks. How would we be able to use or how could we see APIs in our daily work activities, either in HR or uh, just kind of doing the normal tasks that we do every day at work?
2: I think a, a really great example in the HR space is with your HCM solution. So that's your core HR platform, right? And I think for a lot of folks in HR, uh, you're often tasked with the decision of, do I do I pick the thing that does everything and that thing does it okay? Or do I pick the thing that does the core thing that I want it to do really well and then do I go out and do I find vendors? Um, that do the other things equally as well, right? Am I picking best of breed for a very specific solution or am I saying I want a one-stop shop and I don't want to deal with it? Well, I think the nice thing about APIs, especially as the HR technology space modernizes, I think as um, organizations who... Uh, are looking at what they're offering uh, to HR uh, organizations, are thinking about how they need to exist within that broad technology ecosystem, Um, they're realizing the importance of these APIs. And so if you think about that core HCM, and you think about all of the data that exists there and all of those activities that you may need to trigger based on some certain event that happens within that HCM or HRIS, you can then use that data to trigger those activities taking place outside of that core HCM with a, a third, third-party vendor, um, assuming that they have the ability to both consume um, and share information back Uh, By APIs. So, I'd love to give you a really great example of how um, an API might work in your everyday uh, work life. So, if you think about uh, the process of onboarding somebody, And you may have some information that exists within your applicant tracking system. And you might have some task or activity that you in HR complete to say, yep, this is the person I'm going to hire. Well, in kind of the the old days before APIs, um, you might have shared that information to a third party vendor via flat file. And it might have happened once once every 24 hours. but you know the the importance and the the importance of speed in hiring, the importance of being able to move that individual from applicant to new hire that you're in the process of onboarding is really powered through the ability to leverage APIs because that can allow you to share that information in real time uh, to a vendor who may have all of that information that you need um, to actually onboard them. And the great thing about this is it Means that you don't have to make a selection on, you know, is this an individual who, uh, or is this an organization? I should say who um, has, you know, the ability to send those things in real time. So maybe I'm making a selection to just use my uh, ATS to onboard the uh, the new hires because it's easy. But with an API, what you can really do is make a selection based on what's best for your organization, whether it's compliance features you're looking for, whether it's a really great new hire experience, whatever it is that's important to your organization, assuming that vendor has an API that you can connect to, um, it will allow for that real time data passage of information.
0: To get even more out of today's episode, make sure you get your free tools like webinars, ebooks, videos, and more at equifax.com/wise.
1: Yeah, and honestly that's awesome because I know a lot of our our employer clients and when I talk to HR, speed has become the new normal and everything has to happen as quickly as possible. So the ability for that real-time exchange of data is moving to a place where it's just table stakes for all organizations, not just, um, inside HR, but we've talked, you've talked a lot about flat files and data transfers and how to move information back and forth, which makes me think that we may need technologies involvement when we're talking about APIs and setting up transactions. Can you talk a little bit about how technologies groups would get involved, um, either for an HR user at their organization, um, and how they would how much work is it? Is it a heavy lift for those technology groups to set up or use or utilize APIs? How does that structure work?
2: That's a great question. And what I'll say is probably um, in some ways the worst answer, but it really depends. It really depends on the organization that you're looking at um, and their API strategy. So There are some things that uh, an organization can do to really make it plug and play, make it something out of the box. So in that example of an onboarding um, vendor who has a solution available, uh, they can choose to create out-of-the-box integrations using their APIs with common HRIS or ATS applications. And basically, that allows for non-technical folks to be able to create those connections. It's still leveraging APIs. It's still sort of the, the automagically creating that real-time connection but you're not having to invest in that technical resource to then create that connection. And that is really uh, great for you. It's a win for you. It's a win for the organizations. Um, It makes it super simple, super streamlined. But there's also this concept of open APIs. Uh, And open APIs really means any developer who has a key, which is a a key that um, gets assigned, it ensures security, uh, it prevents, you know, truly just like anybody to, from connecting to it. Um, but once they get that key, they can actually leverage that API to create a unique bespoke, whatever you want to call it, integration or interface. And so for some organizations, that makes sense. Um, If you've got a really complex scenario that's really unique to your organization, you want to be able to uh, really fine tune what triggers what, what happens after this. Having access to those open APIs and allowing your developer to basically go in and say, I'm going to play around in the sandbox and figure out what works best for my company uh, is, is also really an excellent um, option for, for some organizations. And so I think that's really important. As you think about vendors, um, you want to talk to them about their API strategy. Are they looking at offering open APIs that folks can connect to? Are they thinking about how they can enable out-of-the-box integrations? And for some companies, it may not be an either-or. For some companies, for you, you may think, well, sometimes I just I have a very uh, kind of cookie-cutter out-of-the-box scenario that I want to use your you know, out-of-the-box integration with. Great. And then for some, you might say, no, we need a really specific uh, integration that makes sense for us. And in that scenario, I'm going to enable my developers or get on my developer's roadmap to enable that kind of uh, integration or connection.
1: So when you were talking about examples, you talked about onboarding and the ability to move somebody from uh, kind of a applicant status to uh, new employee status, which makes me think that we're moving a lot of data back and forth through these APIs. And if we're talking about specifically onboarding data, some of that is going to be their personal information. So we're going to be moving some um, fairly sensitive data across APIs. So can you talk to me a little bit about how secure they are and what security security measures are set up around um, maybe specifically our API structure at Equifax?
2: We absolutely understand uh, the importance of uh, security with data um, being exchanged. And we treat an API the same way we treat an application with a UI attached to it, which means it goes through the same level of security scrutiny and review. Um, and as I was talking about those those keys, right? Um, so a key is really enabling that uh, developer to connect to that API. And for us, we actually have a process in which developers have to register to get access to our API keys. Um, We vet all of those users uh, before they can um, actually get access to it. And then uh, if it's uh, connecting to uh, an API that is connected to a data source, um, we also uh, have a process to make sure um, that those individuals are legitimately associated with the company um, as well. So those things that we put in place um, ensure that there is the proper amount of scrutiny and security uh, placed on any API that we're developing. Um, and we, uh, again, follow uh, very s- strict uh, security protocol um, for all of our applications. Um, and we make that available um, to our, our uh, customers if they're interested in that um, to see information around how our uh, security personnel routinely t- test and check um, and really monitor um, for any kind of Uh, malicious activity against any of our systems, are APIs included in that?
1: Uh, And so it sounds like APIs are our future and everything we do is going to be connected in some way in the near future. But can you kind of just one or two additional things that listeners in HR may need to know about APIs as they move through the next six months, the next 12 months, the next five years, what can they expect?
2: Uh, As I said earlier, um, APIs, depending on the strategy for the vendor that you're working with, uh, may be different. And so APIs are not magic in and of themselves. Um, The magic that really comes with APIs comes from the the development that that happens um, using those APIs. And so what I would say to HR is, as you're having conversations with vendors, make sure that you're including that. Uh, question in your RFP, uh, your RFI, whatever it may be, you're having conversations with your relationship managers, what is your API strategy? What is your API strategy today? And what do you see it evolving to in the next two, three, four, five years? Um, Because it's important for you to understand that and understand that um, the vendors you work with, are not just thinking about how you do business today, but how you're going to want to do business in the future. Uh, The sooner that you're having those conversations both to understand what that strategy is, to vet what that security looks like, um, the sooner you can then begin thinking about how you can unlock sort of the potential of that fully integrated hr ecosystem which i think has really been the promise of hr technology for so long right i think um i've been going to hr tech for at least seven years now um and i feel like now we're really on the precipice of hr technology to really unlock the potential of what has been said for so long because there is really, I think, a, a big push by a lot of vendors to understand how HR really wants to use tools and how the folks that are using those tools no longer want to accept, you know, experiences that are a little clunky, right? Everybody wants really great experiences. Everybody wants experiences that feel as seamless as our uh you know, in our personal life kind of experiences, everybody wants the the Google Maps and Spotify integration, and they want it for uh, HR technology. And I think that we're really on the precipice of that happening.
1: I would 100% agree. And it's a very exciting time because of realizing that promise that we've heard so many years, and being in a place where that promise is becoming more and more a reality for HR and HR user, HR technology users specifically. Maria, thank you for joining us today. It was some really great information. I know that the listeners have learned a lot. Um, And for the folk who are listening in today, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. I hope you're walking away with some additional information that you can use when you're evaluating HR technology for your organizations
0: thanks for listening if you like what you heard today be sure to subscribe to the workforce wise podcast and don't forget to download your free tools at equifax.com wise while you're there check out our other episodes and sign up for a live tech demo to see our solutions in action and to keep our lawyers happy, you should know the information provided on the Wise podcast is intended as general guidance and not intended to convey specific tax or legal advice. For tax or legal information pertaining to your company and its specific facts and needs, please consult your own tax advisor or legal counsel. The views expressed are those of the discussion leaders and do not necessarily reflect official positions of Equifax. Investor analysts should direct inquiries using the Contact Us box on the Investor Relations section at Equifax.com.